Sean Levine, Nick Ashew, Ben MGM tonight. You know, you know my love for Brock Purdy, right, Sean? It's almost as much as my love for uh, Luca. It's almost there. Now there is more and more, more and more signs, more and more coming out of 49ers camp telling us it's going to be Brock Purdy's team. Brock Purdy is going to be the starter on this team, and he's going to be the next big, you know, underdog story, right? It's the Kurt Warner. It's the Tom Brady. I'm not comparing him with those guys yet, but this is how this type of thing starts. He's right on pace is what Mike Shanahan, or Kyle Shanahan said. I think he throws three times a week. He didn't sit and watch all of them, but the process to getting back, he's right on the end. And on top of that, you got John Lynch saying that he's going to be right in the mix to be the starter. This is happening. Brock Purdy is viewed, according to NBC Sports in the Bay Area, by the way, as the, quote, clear favorite to open the season as the 49ers starting quarterback. If they can just get consistency at that position with everything else they do well and still being considered one of the Super Bowl favorites in San Francisco, this 49ers team can beat anybody in the NFL, but they've got to get consistency at quarterback. You want to know when somebody's muted? This is a guy that's muted. <laughs> there we go. All right, my bad. Uh, yeah, they, look, they won 13 games a year ago, and they had a bunch of different dudes, what, three or four different guys as their starting quarterback. Because the division they play in, Seattle was overachievers last year, right? They probably win seven, eight games at the most next year. The Rams are trash. Arizona's the worst team in the NFL. So San Francisco is just going to eat, right? They're going to be cannibals in their own division. So they're probably going to win 13 or 14 games again next year, no matter if I'm the quarterback or Trey Lance is the quarterback or Joe Montana or Steve Young or Brock Purdy or you. I think that that's just how good this team is. Ultimately, it's once they get to the playoffs – are you still a believer in Brock Purdy when he has to go up against Dak Prescott, when he has to go up against Jalen Hurts, when he has to go up against, I don't know, some of these other guys? Like, I look in the NFC and I'm having trouble coming up with good quarterbacks. Hell, maybe you're right. Maybe Brock Purdy is already, like, the fourth, fifth best quarterback in the NFC. Uh, and that's – look, we talk about the difference between the East and West in the NBA over the years, and things have kind of leveled out a little bit more, and that's a whole – the NFC and the AFC, it's not just the teams after one, two, and maybe the Cowboys at three, though. You know they're going to throw up all over themselves in the playoffs. I, who are the quarterbacks? I mean, Jared Goff right now might be a top five quarterback in the NFC, but Brock Purdy has a chance because that system allows for quarterbacks to have success. I mean, it, it, there is a chance that he ends up being the second or third best quarterback in the conference. Now, we got a long way to go, but the guy, look at how we played last year. I know we didn't get a lot of Trey Lance, but we saw right away Brock Purdy looked like he belonged. He was an unbeaten quarterback as a starter in games where his elbow actually worked. Think about that. They would have won that playoff game had he not been not able to physically throw a football altogether. This, this is the beginning of one of those stories that's the underdog story they make movies about. The Kurt Warner movie, by the way, actually really good movie. There will be a movie made about Brock Purdy. This is the very beginning of it. His story is the next great underdog story in the NFL. Are you going to go watch the LeBron James movie? Or is that on TV? Either yeah, how way, do you going to watch how it. How do you feel about that? Seen, is it going to yeah, be good corny. or is it going to be corny? It's super, I, no, I feel like it's going to be corny. Very yeah. corny. Very, very. But, I mean, I'll still watch. Just because it's corny yeah, doesn't mean that I won't too. check it out. I mean, if you go back and look, how many different things have you watched, like, as a kid growing up that you still will, that you're like, oh, that's really corny? 
I mean, all the time. We accept corny. It's okay. Corny can still be interesting. As an adult, the answer to that, like the corniest looking back on it, rookie of the year. Have you watched that movie as an adult? You kind of have to watch no. it. Still a good movie, no. but you're kind of a little uncomfortable watching it, thinking about just back to how cool you thought it was as a kid. Anyway, to your <laughs> point about how good Brock Purdy was a year ago, 67% completion percentage, and that's all San Francisco really needs, right? Jimmy Garoppolo had the same thing, of course. He's found his way out of San Francisco. Trey Lance, 48%, very, very limited time that we saw him and went out there and, of course, got hurt. So I just wonder how long the leash is for Brock Purdy. I wonder, just because he's named the starting quarterback, what if he goes out there and San Francisco doesn't look like they were supposed to? What if we get a month into this thing, Nick, and they're one and three, and we start to look to the bench and the crowd starts to chant for the backup, and then we go, well, damn, this guy really hasn't gotten a shot. I do agree that Brock Purdy is the guy for now. I just wonder how long that lasts if he doesn't look as great as he did a year ago. Well, look, there's no pressure like, there is pressure, but there's not, right? When I say there's no pressure for him to succeed, there's no pressure because he's a seventh rounder. But if he's named the starter, that means there's pressure on him to win, if that makes sense. So if his mindset continues to be, I'm not supposed to be here anyway, then he's in the right spot. But if he starts early on in the season, realizing now there's a spotlight, he's not just a fun underdog story, he was named the starting quarterback of the 49ers and is expected to lead them to... 12 wins win totals 10 and a half by the way we're not I'm not touching any of this until we know for sure what's going on there but you know get this team to a Super Bowl that's a lot to ask of somebody that was just Mr. Irrelevant this past season but we've also seen he's got the ability to do it so I think more of this even comes down to just the mental side for Brock Purdy does he still have the confidence that he had last year and then after that it all can fall into place that's a lot of expectations, man. That's a lot of pressure on a guy's shoulders who was Mr. Irrelevant, who only played in a few games last year. And now we're saying our expectations, and I think this is fair, are you got to take your team to the Super Bowl because outside of the Eagles and Jalen Hurts, who else are we really talking about? San Francisco is better on paper and on the football field and with their coaching staff than any of these other teams you can throw out there, whether you're throwing out the Minnesota Vikings who won a bunch of games last year or you know the Lions who were an up-and-coming kind of sexy bet at BetMGM, the Dallas Cowboys. Come on, we know who it is. It's Philly and it's San Francisco. So if you're Brock Purdy, it's not just go out there and win 12 or 13 games. It's not just go out there and be our best option starting quarterback. Your baseline is go out there and take us to the Super Bowl. Is he the guy to do that? I don't know. I mean, if you look at the rest of that division, it's not even just the NFC as a whole, but it's, I guess, San Francisco and Seattle. It's definitely not Arizona. One, you're not going to have Kyler no. Murray for half the season. They're already going to be bad. But how good are they going to be once Kyler Murray comes back? Okay, so we cross off Arizona. Remember, this used to be the best division. The NFC West at one point was the best division in football, as competitive as anything's ever been. Well, then we look at the Rams. Okay, the Rams won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, but they got older. They had a ton of injuries last year. First off, we just got to figure out whether they're healthy. I'm not touching anything involving the Rams right now either. So it comes down to in a division that used to be, man, this was the best thing in the NFL. Uh, I guess it's the 49ers and then the Seahawks. And maybe we're sleeping too much still on the Seahawks. Everybody did last year. And you saw what Geno Smith did against the Broncos, and you're like, oh, that was a fun story. And they keep winning, and you go, wait, hold on, wait. Oh, okay, so like this is a thing. Oh, all right, here you go. We're joking about Geno Smith 
getting MVP and, and you know, where are they on? And they finally put the odds up in the game, first game. And it's like all that stuff. And it never made sense. But then there's the offseason where Seattle has that extra draft pick. You know, they go in and fill needs they need now, clearly not trying to tank for the future. Geno Smith's their guy, for the at least for the short term. Got a great run game. The Maybe there's a chance, if you're looking at any team, and it's not even great value, but Seattle at plus 250 the, to win the NFC West. If you bet against, and you're fading Brock Purdy, because after that, that means it's Sam Darnold and it's Trey Lance as the other quarterbacks in San Francisco. Maybe this is a fade 49ers. If you're not comfortable with that, I like what Brock Purdy can be. So I wouldn't do this. But if you don't like Brock Purdy, maybe Seattle will win the division is the direction you go, plus 250. It is crazy how bad the NFC, at least by the numbers, was a year ago. And I don't see it necessarily getting a whole lot better. Nick, there were only four teams in the NFC last year that outscored their opponents. That's it. The Philadelphia Eagles, the Dallas Cowboys, the San Francisco 49ers, and the team you're talking about right now, the Seattle Seahawks. Now, there was a big difference. The Seahawks, throughout the entire length of the season, only outscored their opponents by six, while San Francisco was actually the best in the NFL. They outscored their opponents by 173 points a year ago, <laughs> even better than the Eagles, significantly better than the Eagles. The Eagles were plus 133 again. The 49ers were plus 173. So, to me, I look at that number as – we're a whole lot better than the teams that we played. And going forward, I think that Brock Purdy, if he can just – he did, whatever the next step up from a game manager is, right? Kind of like what Alex Smith was mm. in Kansas City before Patrick Mahomes got here, where don't be the reason why we lose football games because we've got a grade-A running back, right? We've got weapons from the outside. We've got one of the better defenses, one of the better offensive lines, one of the better head coaches. And every now and again – so don't lose the game for us. And every now and again, like you did last year, be the reason why we win a game or two. That's all San Francisco needs. Like, you can talk me pretty easily into San Francisco's the best team in the NFC. I think we're going to know that pretty early on. Like, let's revisit this conversation, Nick, maybe a month into the NFL season. If Philly gets mm -hmm. out the gates, like we see a lot of NFC teams particularly that lost the Super Bowl. We hear a lot about that hangover. Mainly that happens to NFC teams that lose the Super Bowl historically. So if Philly's 2-2, two 2-3 and two, two and three after her first few games, we're going to look at BetMGM and go, damn, the 49ers are now the favorites to come out of the NFC. It, is there any confidence level that you have in the Rams getting back to the playoffs? Because I wouldn't say this in the AFC, but you got to think, okay, they won a Super Bowl two years ago. I know it's not the same roster, but the NFC is just so weak after the first two to three teams. No, no. I think the Rams sold their soul to the devil, essentially, a couple of years ago. <laughs> but I also don't think they have a problem with it. You know what I mean? Like, some of these teams No, no, go they got themselves in. a Super Bowl. Like, they got themselves a Super Bowl. Yeah. And if, you just, and if you just get to the Super Bowl or get to the World Series or get to the NBA Finals and you buy your way there and then lose, it is so deflating for everybody, for the team, for the fan base, for the players. But if you win, it's like, eh, whatever. So... The fact that they rented Von Miller and Odell Beckham and we pretended like Matthew Stafford right. was a good quarterback, it's all good. But no, to answer your question, I think I think they're going to be terrible. The only good thing I can say about the Rams is they're not going to finish in last place. But that's only because the Arizona Cardinals, I think, are going to be the worst team in football. I mean, there's so many questions around that team. And it's just it shows you, right, how, how far the mighty can fall so fast. You gut your roster, this is the opposite of what – like, there's different ways to build a team. 
We've seen now in the NBA, you got teams that have either gone through undrafted guys and finding diamonds in the rough in the heat, or you're looking at the, the Nuggets where that's a drafted team and they identify this talent. You can also go the other way and go to the Rams and say, you know what, this may have a shorter shelf life, but this is our opportunity to win now. And you can do this in the NFL and just say, screw the first round picks. Because that's the one thing you can make. You can trade more picks in the NFL just because you have more. And those allow sometimes for those opportunities to go all in in one way or the other. Like, I'm either accumulating draft picks or I'm sending them out and bringing back somebody that's established in the NFL. And if Sean McVay, Nick, is the coach that everybody talked him up to be, right? He gets all these things thrown his way, this offensive genius and the boy wonder. I mean, then go out there and win more than five games. We agree your roster sucks. Go 500. Do what Pete Carroll did. Let's not pretend like the Rams and the Seahawks don't both have terrible rosters with questionable quarterback play and a bunch of issues on both sides of the ball. Seattle went 9-8 and eight a year ago, right? They impressed everybody. While the Los Angeles Rams just limped around all season long, a little bit of woe is me, and finished 5-12. and 12. If they do it again this year, if the Rams go out there again this year and win like six or seven games, I'm going to start yelling how average of a head coach Sean McVay really is. I like the gel he has in his hair only because I don't have any. But, I mean, calling him a great coach, what are we doing? He's not a great coach. He's good. Well, He's remember, he – right. He – I get I get what you're saying, but this is also the narrative of, like, oh, Phil Jackson won with Michael Jordan Kobe. Yeah. You know who wins with good players? Good coaches. You know what mediocre coaches also can do? They can win with good players. But I, when I look at what Sean McVay was able to do, that's that's an offensive genius right there. That is somebody that came in and took a team that was oh. well, seven and nine. Jeff, oh. Jeff Fisher was the head coach, which, as you know, guarantees a team is going to be seven and nine. But they totally changed the whole entire look in the offense, and it was finally more. It was actually caught up with today's time. Oh, and by the way, Jared Goff looked pretty damn good. I know he had a good first year in Detroit. I mean, I just, I, I, I don't. I'm not ready to write this Rams team off just yet only because the NFC is so wide open. But you bet our Matt Stafford healthy, Cam Akers healthy, Cooper Cup's got to go out and have an offensive player of the year type season again because they that's what they need. Their win total is only, only six and a half. I would not I would not be uncomfortable going over that right now. I wish you were one of my teachers in school. What an easy grader to call this doofus, call this guy an offensive genius. You know what number is offensive last Oh, now he's a doofus. That- that genius he's he's, he's neither one but he's closer to a doofus than a genius damn it his offense was ranked 24th last year how is that a genius come on man no you didn't have have his quarterback for half the season stop it you're cherry picking things that don't have anything to do with the way you're not telling the story at all at all stop it i wish you were my teacher man i would have got a lot less d's and a couple of more c's and wouldn't have been in college for six and a half years. What do you think? You think a I'm just going to forget that Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup missed half the season and they sat everybody at the end of the year? He's not a good offensive coach because they won. Yes, he didn't have anybody no, out he's there. he's a genius. You're spoiled. You're a spoiled Chiefs fan. That's what you are. Spoiled now, Andy Reid, that's a genius. I mean, I'm not going to argue that because I also respect Andy Reid and the great coach that he is. NFL MVP market. Look at that update next. <laughs> 